Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. On this week's show, we discuss a draw in Brisbane and the win over Newcastle. We catch up with Mariners midfielder Gianni Stensness. We look ahead to our clash with Melbourne City and we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke, Jimmy and Morrow. Hello. Hi guys. On a scale of 1 to 10, how sore are our voices still? <laughs> Pretty croaky, so strepsils, yeah. please. There could be a bit of... Not too bad. <coughs> I'll let the drum do the talk. In the game. This, in this true. recording. This, this will be the croaky ramble, I think. Cro- the croak football ramble. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, good, good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I like it. Let's talk about that right Thankful now. for the croak, though, to be fair. That's, uh, that uh, little bit of is is uh, brought to you thanks to the Zoom Podtrack P8 Mixer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish it was free. I wish we were sponsored by them. No, that's all thanks to, um, to our really generous listeners. Um, we've got the new mixer. Um, on our hands today. Not the new mics or cables yet, but um, the new mixer is absolutely sensational. So hopefully, in spite of our croaky voices, we can bring you a decent ramble. Hey, Pete, can we give our listeners a round of applause, please? We can, absolutely. We'll uh, just bring that one in. Yes, Thank you. Big round much. of applause yeah. for everyone who donated to the Coast Football the best. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you guys you. are great. This is my new favourite thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it with Fred's question, which this week is brought to you by Sean Millercamp. Uh, thanks to Sean for your donation to the pod. Sean asks, if the club was to assign each former player their official player number at the Mariners, do we give them the number for when they signed or is it for when they first took the field? Also, does preseason cup Asian Champions League qualifiers count as well or is it just the A-League games? I think any competitive fixture should count. Do you count pre-season cup as competitive? Because we won a cup. Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. Yes, I do. Yep, good. Um, and I think uh, signing a player based on when they signed or when they took the field. Probably took the field and then you base it off when they signed if they all took the field at the same time. I think that's fair, yeah. What are we What are we doing when we're assigning the players so, say secret our, fir- our first ever signing was was damien brown i think if yes. i'm if i'm not mistaken so um he'd be number one and then your second signing would be number two third signing would be number three and so on and so forth right do we need to have like some measurables are we going off any sort of kind of appearance numbers or are we just purely one. as long as they've made a competitive appearance as long as it's club. competitive okay yeah. Okay. I'm happy with the signing order. I, I don't know about because on that first uh, that, at that first game, then Damien Brown probably didn't take the field first. Eleven did, I imagine. Um, although you know the order that they ran out of the tunnel could be relevant there. It was probably in Perth, though, wasn't it? Jeez, that's specific. I oh, know we're getting down <laughs> into the tin tax, but but it's isn't it the uh, the the order that we signed them so that we uh, protect those that never played because there's a few of those. Yeah, but they've got to they've they have to have played at least one competitive game one to competitive actually get game? that that commemorative sort of jersey. I think is what Sean's alluding to here. So, okay. is this something that's in the works? Yes, potentially. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I think it's good. I love this kind secret of secret mariner business. I love this kind of you know remembering the past stuff. Yeah, and yeah, bringing great. back our old boys. Love it. And I was um, coincidentally on Ultimate A League before, just looking at um, players that have only played one match for us, and we all could almost make a, a starting eleven with that. So I think we might put together a starting eleven that's only played two or less games. Yeah, I like or it. Or three or less. Yep. Put yep. something together. Let's do that. Good idea. Let us know what you guys think as well about the um, the commemorative sort of player numbers there as well, whether you think it should be based on when they were signed or when they took the field first. Um, we'll see what we can come up with there. You guys want to dive right into our game? Well, our games. Jeez, we've had a couple, haven't we? Um, and by a couple, I do actually mean a Literally couple. Literally a couple. Just <laughs> two, yeah. Because <laughs> last week, we travelled up to Brisbane Dolphin Stadium to take on the Raw. Uh, that one finished nil all in spite of our dominance. Just couldn't, didn't have that cutting edge. How good was the pitch? <laughs> <laughs> World class, didn't he? Wasn't it said? 
Yeah, it was beautiful was what he said at first. And then he uh, went on to say, Cosy, that it uh, didn't have an impact on the game. I think that was about the time he, that Stefan Negro fell over. Uh, to be fair, he later did correct that. He yeah. goes, oh, I seem to have got that wrong. It did <laughs> have an impact on the game. You reckon? <laughs> yes. Good on him for, um, for backtracking, backpedalling harder than the Tour de France in reverse. But, you know, yeah, not bad. That was a frustrating night. Super frustrating. 20 shots. Five shots on target. Yeah, we deserve like, more out of that. Yeah. I mean, um, it's 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 a good thing, which obviously, you know, we'll get to it, that we won on the weekend because if uh, Brisbane result had have gone worse and then the weekend goes worse, we're, we're probably pretty close to dropping out of the six. It's because it's just that close. Um, but Brisbane, Brisbane is sort of starting to come good, I, f- I feel like, in their form. Um, they've got a lot of dangerous players and they showed that they had our number pretty well uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I think picking up a point against them after what happened, what was it probably 10 days earlier or something? It wasn't much. Um, after getting smashed by them, I think picking up a point as frustrating as it was, 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 it was okay in the context of things. I think it was disappointing considering oh, how was, many yeah. games they had in a short amount of time. We really should have punished them. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess, you know, we, also showed sort of earlier in the season that sometimes when you play games close together, it's uh, sometimes a good thing. Because I mean, I, I know Warren Moon said that they were they were very much uh, embracing sort of the fact that they had three or four games within about ten days or something. So because it meant no training, he didn't have to plan anything for training. I think if you ask most players, they'll say that they hate going to training. <laughs> so why not? play three or four games and use it as an opportunity and say, look, this is where we're going to basically make our season. But he did admit that they were lacking energy um, at about half time, I think, when they annoyingly interviewed him, um, Fox. And uh, so for me, I I wanted to see from our players um, some energy and I thought that they delivered that after the break, which I thought was really good. So I was happy with that. Um, I probably tweeted uh, some time before half time that this game's got draw written all over it because of that rubbish um, pitch at Marsh Stadium was it and uh, and so it was and so you know I think it would have been a little bit unfair in the end if either of those two crossbar connections had uh, gone in but Ollie's one. Oh my god yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's a bit of a shame because I think there's there's a good game there potentially between the two sides but I don't think that was it and I don't think that it was uh, that pr- the previous one was either um, and it's interesting you say about the close games together because they they lose a couple of nights ago to Adelaide, I think. And so they've played a few games on the trot now. And uh, maybe that lasts for a couple of games close together, but it doesn't last for several games close together. So to me, they, you know, had a lot of energy and they were good at about the time that they gave us a whipping at home. But um, they've sort of faded in yeah. this last bit. Chemnitz was gassed against Adelaide. Yeah, and sort of ran out of ideas a little bit uh, to some extent that is what it looked like. And he really has been a bit of their focal point. So, so yeah, disappointed we didn't get the chockies there in Brisbane but thought the pitch was as responsible as anything for that um, the number that we did on him was pretty good yeah definitely um, but I would it be fair to say that it was made a little bit easier because players like him really couldn't dribble the way they probably would yeah, like to in those conditions the, the field was a level up we didn't take advantage of that yeah so um, the yeah. barren run continues <coughs> against them the hoodoo hmm. the hoodoo I mean, the hoodoo in Queensland it's yeah they they are 100% our bogey side. Mm. It's so annoying. Yep, I know. It's doing my absolute nut in. Um, Stenz's first game back from injury, I think this one was. We might have had one or two before that. Yeah, but this I think is this, this one was his probably... His best since yeah, his injury. Definitely. He had sort of uh, more than 90% passing accuracy. 93% I'm just looking yeah, at. I, yeah. think he, I think he had the most in our team as well, didn't he? Yeah, most, highest passing most accuracy. Passes. Eight out of 11 duels won. Um, was just absolutely sensational. Was everywhere. And, yeah. Um, yeah, he was more better than much. I actually gave it to Tongyik. Um, I thought he was an absolute rock at the back there. Um, I feel like we're at the point where we need to exclude Ruan and <laughs> Nisbet from winning the Men of the Match Awards because it's just going to be either... Either one or the other each week uh, at this stage, but yeah, I think I think Gianni uh, would probably admit himself if you asked him that his form maybe hasn't been the best since he's come back from the injury. 
but um, but yeah, the Brisbane game is where he got back into it. And that's what we really need in the midfield there, that domination. And without, you know, um, preempting too much about what we might say about Saturday night, we missed that in the last game against City, um, that control and that confidence and domination in the centre of the park. And so, yeah, I'd like to think that that can make a significant difference this week against um, the Sky Blue Imposters. <laughs> the Sky Blue Imposters. Sorry, I, like I just it. made that up. Come on, there's got to be That's some effect for that. City is Sky Blue. <laughs> I'm just Would you describe City as sky blue as well? No, they're, they're sky blue imposters. Oh, right, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I'm very tired and reading other stuff here. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm making it up as I'm going along as usual. Right. <laughs> well, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, that was followed up with uh, the Saturday just gone, the F3 Derby up in Newcastle, F3 Derby number 52, I think that one was, uh, where Matt Simon just loves scoring against Newcastle, of course. He scored the pen in the 54th minute. Gents, was it a pen? 100%. I still haven't seen it. I was was walking towards you (laughs) up the stairs. Yeah, a bit to discuss about this game, of course. Um, De Silva, his second game out in a row with a uh, a toe injury. Hopefully he's right for this Saturday. Um, I think we missed him a little bit in the midfield. I think we've missed him every game he's been out so far this season. I I think think what what we showed in... What we showed in the Brisbane game was how much we miss Gianni when he's on form, or when he's sorry, when he's off form, or when he's out. And then when he's on, he's obviously very good. Mm. I thought he was again pretty good on the weekend. Um, but we are hundred percent missing that creative little edge that DDS has brought this season with the form that he's been in, and we're we're just we're struggling to struggling to look sort of any good really in the final third. It was it was a tough. Like, I mean, the game as a whole was pretty average. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. a classic derby by any stretch of the imagination. We're missing that uh, special pass that unlocks the defence. Yeah, yep. we didn't really create anything clear-cut at all, I thought, on Saturday night. But it doesn't matter. Um, How many shots on target, sorry? Was uh, it one, three. Three. Five shots in total. Oh, sorry, eight shots in total. Newcastle had 15 <laughs> shots in total. Um, we weathered the storm. Again, only three on target, though. <laughs> so I think some of them came in their way, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them have gone out for throw-ins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how good was it to abuse Miller? Oh, <laughs> that was so good. And he bit a few times too. He Somebody did, pointed out that um, I think it was James Walker, who I don't know if he'll be listening because he hates us for some reason, but um, I think he pointed out to me that at the start of the game, I think we all have uh, spotted it. Miller came over to take a throw in mm. and then we gave him a bit and he sort of laughed a little bit. But then by about halfway through the game, he'd sort of stopped laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'd either gotten over it or was a bit uh, sort of, oh shit, where we need to get something out of this. Otherwise, it was the abuse constant, may get worse. Constant barrage. Yeah. And things then you love to see. At full time, the one of the cameras pans straight to him and just the look on his, on um, his precious little face. face was just. <laughs> Pure, pure joy from uh, from my end. Poss- possibly because of some of the things that we were chanting, Annie. But uh, you know, all good, all good. This <laughs> is a derby. That's what that snakes get. Nothing over over the top. I don't think. Oh, yeah. just you know, p- a couple of references to tears here and there, and you yeah, know, cry in a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope Nothing. you're enjoying your time in Newcastle. That's all yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Probably went there to be a winner. Yeah. Um. How good was it though to to go to a derby that was at night? Mm-hmm. In the yes. cold, mm-hmm. not at 35 degrees at 3 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, which mm-hmm. we normally tend to get stitched up with. Um, yeah, if you if you take the take the performance away, there was obviously really good parts of the night, but um, having just having just a derby at a good time where you can go and enjoy it. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> you are crazy. I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling hard. Um, yeah, I was just. Telling the boys before I spent the last two days in Sydney at a course and I've done a lot of speaking, so it hasn't had any <laughs> chance to heal. <laughs> I feel like I'm 14. Um, this yeah, is how it was, I called it was the just, game on Sunday afternoon, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, it was just a good night to be able to enjoy Derby for once. How good was the active support? Or how good was the travelling support in general? Yeah, I loved it. Unreal. It's good to see. Good that to hear. Last 10 minutes or so was just absolutely phenomenal. We started that chant in the 94th minute. And we're still going when they were walking over. Oh, the 94th today. or 84th? Oh, the, 84th, yeah, sorry. 84th, yeah, 84th. Yeah, 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 yeah. Went forever. Yeah, yeah. it was it was. And it was great. Time. And the longer it went on, the more of the 
more people got involved. Everyone just yeah. started to become involved. I didn't really realise how involved until I watched it on the coverage, to be honest. I actually, um, I got a message from one of my mates who went up for his first F3 derby, um, brought his young fellow with him as well. Shout out to Dan Simpson and Bailey Simpson. Um, apparently, Bailey, uh, who's I think six or six or seven now, um, turned on the telly this morning to put on the replay of the game. And um, then was sitting in the lounge room the whole time going, we are the coasties. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. And, there was a couple uh, of loose oh, units mate. in the bay too, wasn't there? Oh, so there always seems something about. in the water. <laughs> no, not you. Not you. There, 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 there always seems to be, when we have these away games, sometimes they tend to get a bit loose or a little bit sort of rowdy. There's, there's always mm. a couple that come out of the woodwork that you go, I've never seen you, and yeah. can you not come back? <laughs> just, just I welcome them. They will come back, just them. maybe I, a little less. Uh, yeah, I can't. Like, that dust. guy that was near us that Standing was just next going to me, off his going head, he took off his t shirt and was The security good, around. was good for a change. Security was fantastic. They danced and along. That yeah, was we'll, actually we'll something that is that. a good point because in the Perth game, that mm. guy got kicked out uh, mm. for taking off his shirt and apparently he had a disability or something, yeah. but security just did not care and was said, no, nope, you're out. Whereas at this game, he was going mental um, and security just said, look, mate, just come along. Just, can you just make your shirt back on? Have fun, but just put your shirt on. Yeah. Which I don't is know good for the rest changed, of us. I don't know if they've changed their security contractors up there, but um, yeah. they did a few times. They were good. I saw some of alone. the same guys that do our home games. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. That yeah. couldn't be the case. <laughs> They couldn't be involved with basic standard at all, surely. No, not at all. <laughs> it's good. It's it's good when you know things are going well, and you know it was not over the top or anything. You know we were drop, we were dropping a few swears and all that sort of stuff, but they just left us alone because I think you know they knew that you know there was not going to be any major mm. sort of issues. It's just good just to be left alone and be able to provide an atmosphere without sort of being hassled. Mm. I didn't think we did anything too heavy in the swears department. There was, a, you know, oh, gen- there was a general. <laughs> yeah, but it's general. This is an F3 derby away. I mean, how can you have an F3 derby away without a little swear? You know, there's going to be a bit here and there, flutes and various other swear bonfires, comes up. Bonfires, yeah. Bonfires, exactly. It's, and that's legitimate as far as I'm concerned. If that, if that's not like, then, you know, there's a lot of other bays, especially given the number of Jets fans who weren't there. Um, <laughs> so there's plenty of places to sit where the swearing can't be heard. Um, I never, I, I never want to see them talk shit ever again <laughs> the way they did not show up on wow. the weekend. Yeah, that. Can I say, with the swearing thing, um, there was a game against Brisbane at home where we, well, not we, um, there were people in the bay and around the bay that probably went too far against mm. Jamie Young. Mm. I think that was over the top. And um, especially on social media afterwards, yeah, um, no. You place shouldn't for that. hang your head in shame. No. Copped it a bit there. Absolutely, leave it, leave it, um, leave it on the pitch. Did we? Speaking of on the pitch, did we think that this derby had a little bit of a feel on the pinch on the pitch that it was um, that derby sort of atmosphere? I thought that Bugard ran the studs down Urania's uh, shin. And, yeah, this uh, is a this is a kick. Yeah, I, d- mm. I thought it was ironic that Ranyard coming back from a suspension for something that was not that far removed. This is this is the one that was early. In early the game, on, about yeah. t- didn't even get didn't a yellow even, card. Didn't get a foul. Mm. Yeah, it was no foul. Oh, actually, no, you're right. It was a throw-in. There was just a lot of. Um, Barrero had a had an interesting first forty-five minutes, <laughs> refereeing that. Yeah. Well, you probably do have to, you know, keep out of um, the the early yellow card as much as you possibly can. Otherwise, you're giving out a lot of them because. You know, there's See, a lot of. Winding. I don't like that though. Yeah, I, I, I hate that. I yeah. hate. Why does the time of game determine if it's a yellow card or not? True. If it's a card, it's a card. That's true. That's you can't true. referee Look, differently at different points in the game. Really I hate saying that the ref was biased, but he was fucking biased. <laughs> <laughs> but he got the penalty right yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. No, he did. I didn't yeah. say it just before, but 100% penalty for me as well. The fact is that, um, uh, but who is it? Uh, Thurgate, he he basically doesn't play the ball and gets the man and, you know, I can't I, really I, see I saw any a lot way. of stuff on social media, not only from Jets fans, which it's obviously going to be – they're obviously not going to be very happy with it, but I saw a lot from other fans as well. Even some Mariners fans. Saying, well, yeah, saying that it wasn't a pen. And, I mean, I like to think I'm not super yellow and blue-eyed most of the time, but I can't see how that's not a pen. Explain yeah. to me how it's not a pen. He doesn't play the ball. He takes his eyes off the ball. He drops the shoulder into Bowman, who's running at speed. Of course, he's going to fall over. He like there's no attempt to play the ball inside the box. Why? Why give? Even even if you're of the opinion that it's a little bit soft, 
why give the referee the opportunity to make that call inside the box? Yeah, agree. And there were some weird people on social media who um, wanted to focus on the fact that VAR should have overturned it. No chance. No well, chance. It wasn't clear and obvious. Clear and obvious. And no, people were trying to say that because Bauman wasn't actually in possession of the ball that it's also not a pen. Mm. I was like, hang on, but he's about to probably have a shot at goal. Mm. Is it absolutely conclusive that he doesn't touch the ball? I don't think he touches it, no. Which, oh, but is it absolutely me, com- an obvious error that he does or doesn't touch it? Because for me, I've watched it many times and I can't tell whether he touches it or not. He might have. He I, might think, not I have. think whether he touches it or not is irrelevant. Well, he still is the person who has the ball within his possession scope. No, mm. one, no one else does. And Thurgate then doesn't, isn't playing the ball. Um, and, and, and to me, Thurgate, so. Thurgate could have easily cleared the ball and not even gone near Bowman, really. But, didn't but he makes the decision to go at Bowman and that. not the ball. So it's a pen. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I really can't understand the argument that it's not a pen. I can understand, though, why people don't know, because as I've said, I think, too many times on this pod already, nobody knows what the handball rule is. Nobody knows what the um, VAR should or shouldn't do, the offside rule, the serious foul play rule, and we're just rewriting the you know rule book at the moment. So watch this space and we'll figure somebody, it out. Somebody tried to say to me when I questioned them on why it wasn't a pen, and basically their answer was uh, that the Newcastle player got there first, the Mariners player gets annoyed and then shoves him out of the way and falls over. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, but I feel like I'm watching a different game sometimes wow. to some people. Possibly a qualified pundit there. I did hear over the weekends um, Robbie Slater say uh, when a ball came near somebody's hand that um, he didn't know the handball rule anymore and I was, thought, I was thinking there, gee, we've got pundits for those kind of situations. I've, 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 I've heard a few thing, commentators perhaps. privately say the same thing though, so... You know, and they're not wrong, are they? Who does know it? No, and that, I think that's we're just pointing out the problem. And the law, the law changes like this month or next month again. As <laughs> halfway a, through, as Euro. a small tweak, yeah. Some halfway us, through it, I yeah. think it, it actually changes before uh, before the start of our finals. Right. So it must be towards the end of May. So they're making a slight tweak, which is going to make things even Surely more complicated. Surely the A-League so. don't implement that, though. They don't have to implement that immediately, do they? You'd, you'd think common sense would take place, but this is A-League. Yeah, where the rules I mean, are if, made yeah, up. And <laughs> if it's a directive from FIFA, then I imagine that they would have to. Well, yeah, IFAB or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. There was an instance uh, a couple of years ago where the rules changed the night before the Champions League final. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> What are they doing to our game? It's heading in the same direction as a certain game where people have all of a sudden been sin-binned and sent off for reasons that no one can understand. Mm. Let's not go there. No. I will Mm. say, back on the game, to get away from that shit, um, Maddie's pen, quality. Took it so well, didn't he? Never in Probably just about unsavable. I loved his celebration over in front of us. He was was all about it. Um, And... As a little bit of a side note, so the, the course that I've had to do the last sort of couple of days, um, we had to note a couple of people that have been sort of uh, influential on us sort of recently, and I actually put him down as one because I think, you know, I think we all probably gave him some criticism probably last season and when he re-signed maybe. I know I certainly did about sort of why we were re-signing him, uh, what role he would play, and I think he's that out of the water really from what mm-hmm. from what I was uh, expecting and what he's brought to the team this season on the pitch off the pitch in the dressing room he's you know it's not just down to him but you know for me he's brought brought the passion back which has not been around for the last five or six seasons and that's starting to sort of like I know definitely for me it's it's impacted me and it's I'm sort of back in love with the game again, I guess, is maybe a, a bit sort of a reach, but it's he's brought it back for a lot of other people, I think, as well. With bringing the passion back, I think it's another player that has probably also done that. That's Ollie. Well, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, having those two in the squad has been huge. And also the post-game celebrations were... Wow. That Unreal. Was, that was probably the, the, the best. That lasted a half an hour when we got the pen... All the way to the end, the chant that went, the never-ending chant, which is why my voice is <laughs> That is the only so chant that we can keep going for more than 
five minutes. True. And yeah, um, there's that and there's, there's one other bit. Yeah. yeah. But in that circumstance, nobody wanted to stop the chant and nobody would stop the chant because no. it was just, we were just so times, elated. Yeah, a couple of times where I looked up to Jimmy and I'm like, all right, three or four more. And then we're like, <laughs> no, fuck it, let's keep going. Because <laughs> I think Tyson wanted to stop it because the drum was behind his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Sorry, the Tyson. game had that sort of a vibe though, didn't it? It was like, well, sort of felt like they might need a bit of more of a, Oof, to get him over the line like it was just had that it had it had a late scrappy jets bloody equalizer written all over it and we somehow got through it it well, wasn't pretty but we got through it that's all when uh, matt was Simon was walking up to take the penalty i thought oh come on just don't let it be one of those days where yeah. this doesn't go in mm. yeah i think stadge said it in his presser though that you know it's not a pretty performance but we've ground one out and um you know that's the first time this season that we've really actually had to grind one out uh perth Ah, yeah, true. Actually, yeah, I had forgotten about that one. But in this one, I think we contributed to that. And um, uh, without preempting it, um, it may be confirmed that uh, we did have an impact on the players later in this podcast. And, uh, you know, I think that um, was uh, was uh, then shown. I was uh, having a little chuckle with my wife about how um, a small group, a reasonable group of fans were still there trying to get out or get through the Days of the Week song when, <laughs> when Bosnich and Harper was it. We're out on the pitch and they're doing the post-match uh, interview and everyone's left and we're still there singing. Yeah, it's like so security comes from yep. Maddie, Maddie, Simon. Security's come down. They're like, come on, guys. I'm like, oh, no, we just got three or four more days to get through, mate. She'll be right, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's a statement about the impact that the game had on all of us yeah. and um, probably on the players. And it was long after our players had gone back up the tunnel, but um, just fantastic to be there and be a part of it, to be honest. Can we talk about the slight sort of Elephant that's in the room for me. Hello, mm-hmm. Koala. Started again on the weekend and didn't impress me or a few other people from what I've seen. Thoughts? Is, is he missing DDS or service like that? I don't know, maybe. I feel like... I feel like Urenia was on the pitch and for me, Urenia's pretty creative and he's been he's been for- setting up Matty Simon for most of the season. Ooh. So I, I, I just feel like with... Kowal's general play, for whatever reason it is, the few games that he has started has not had an impact at all. Have the teams been setting up to deal with the way he plays, though? Are they sitting too deep, which stops the long ball over the top? Maybe, but we we keep on trying the long ball. I, I was I was getting so frustrated with that game. I don't think we played to his strengths at all. Yeah, Bugard and Topper Staley cleaned up. Yeah, why why there. are we playing long balls to Aloe that are getting floated over the top that they're going to win every single time? Well, we try to get him behind because he's quick. Yeah, which is how we scored his but goals we don't, early on. But we don't we don't turn the opposition defence around and get him in behind mm. to use his speed. I think it's well, a fair it's just, assessment it's what you're saying, Jimmy. But well, at the same time as that, I think that he has in some of the other um, appearances um, off the bench. Um, Adelaide jumps into my mind. He's made his own um, moments. There hasn't necessarily needed to be a team moment. He scored off set pieces. He's taken the ball off defenders and um, made those moments count. So I don't know. He just is this all against tiring defences though, and is, is 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 does that play a part in it? And I mean that's, I mean essentially he's been signed and got this huge contract, which I'm obviously super happy for him. But he's basically got that off bench appearances. I don't think that that he hasn't delivered enough to to attract that kind of attention. Um, But I suppose the smaller elephant in the room might be that um, you know, is it the is do we think it's the right time for him to be heading to Europe and uh, taking his chances and. For me, I, I am sort of mixed on this, more mixed than I thought I would be. It's easy to say, you know, no, he's not ready or whatever, but um, the club that he's choosing or that have chosen him, rather, they are known for their ability to develop young talent. So yeah. so can he learn faster um, and better where he's going? Um, because to me, he's such a raw talent still that there's a lot there, a lot of potential there, but there's a lot of guidance needed and... Uh, yeah. And uh, so maybe he, his management, even uh, Stuttgart think that that's what they can add to him. So, so I guess I'm, you know, sort of fifty-fifty on if he stays. Then I think he would have been in a good place where there is uh, good examples of professionals who've made it, like Monty. Um, but at the same time, Stuttgart can, you know, really add something to him and uh, 
uh, yeah, so so I still think that either way could be successful, but he's he's young, and so I'm willing to give him a bit of credit um, or not not um, decide that the performances uh, are poor. Uh, it, 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 it's hard for him because he's got such a lot to learn. Mm. I think it's still too early. That's just my two cents. I know I'm not obviously don't work for Stuttgart, and I'm not <laughs> not a scout or you know sort of anything like that. But my my real test for him was how he would go when starting games because that's what every footballer wants to do um and yeah i just i don't think he's done enough i think it's a fair comment plenty of people have been saying this is a player who hasn't even been able to successfully start in the a-league off to europe um so yeah it's it's a fair point um which is like you know it's a head and heart thing it's Mm. in my head i wonder is it too early in my heart i think you know Fair play to him and good luck to him and uh, it's probably life-changing for his family. It is, yeah. So, definitely. you know, um, wish him totally well but um, wonder. Um, we'll find out, won't we? If he bangs in a hat-trick this weekend against Melbourne City, <laughs> I will take my words back. I'll chomp them with you. So joining us this week on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, we have Mariners midfield dynamo Gianni Stensness. Stens, how you going? Very well, thanks, Pete. How are you? Good, mate. Good. A uh, couple of quick-fire questions to kick things off. Uh, firstly, who's better, Lionel Messi or Matt Simon? Still Lionel Messi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look, at least you're consistent, mate. At least you're consistent. Um, your source yeah. in the fridge or the cupboard? Uh, in the cupboard, actually. Yeah, cupboard. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Even when it's open? It's not open. No, my cover's not open. But even when it's open, yeah. Can okay. you read the label? <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't actually read the label, no. Yeah, I'd, I'd advise but reading I can, the label. I can read it. <laughs> Neither of these guys. <laughs> yeah. um, another consistent performance from yourself in the derby on the weekend. Um, although it wasn't maybe our best team display, how did you assess your and the team's efforts? Yeah, look, I think I think you're right. Uh, I think maybe we've we've had other games where we've controlled games better um, with the with the run of things. But um, I think the the derbies are like that. You know, they're they're a bit of a battle sometimes. You know, credit to Newcastle, they came out strong. Um, but I think the difference was from in this derby compared to other games where we might have played better, but not got a result, you know, lost or, or drawn the game. Um, I think it was just a mentality and a fight that that we had earlier in the season, which we kind of uh, brought back into our game. The last couple of games, I got to say, I think I think we played well against Brisbane as well. Made some very enjoyable moments on uh, on both sides of the fence post game. What did the guys think of the uh, of the turnout from the fans, and how much do you think that was a, a factor in in the result? That was huge, you know. I think um, I think we probably had more fans there than, than Newcastle did, which has got to be a first in the <laughs> last couple of years, hey? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so, yeah, it was huge <clears throat> when, I, when I come out to play the game and, you know, you see that huge cluster of yellow. Um, it's really, really lifts you and it gives you something that extra to play for, you know. Thoughts on the drumming? <laughs> On the what? On the drum. What are your thoughts on the drumming? You can just tell Jimmy it was good. The drumming? Yeah. Yeah. The drumming drumming was great. Out of 10? The drumming was great. Out of 10? One being good and 10 being excellent. And two being... Oh, 10 being... Um, seven. I'll probably give it seven. Thank you. So, um... We know that he's always whinging, Gianni, but uh, what was going on with Nigel Bugard? What was he talking about? Bogard? Yeah. Uh, they're just always complaining, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, that's that's, that's got to be the mentality when you're at the bottom of the table, I think. You've got to try and scrap, scrap for every little bit you can. But, um, no, nah, I, I think, honestly, he's a, he's a good good player, good leader. Um I can't remember exactly what they're, they're talking about. I mean, at one stage, you know, they were all getting getting around me. But, um, you know, just it's just a little bit of trash talk. Do you like to get in their ears? Me, so. 
Um, no, nah, I just like to get into their bodies. <laughs> okay. Physically, you know? <laughs> no, nah, I don't, I, I don't, I, I mean, sometimes I trash talk a little bit, but, um, no, nah, it's not really my game, to be honest. Yeah, it yeah. might be integrated soon, but, yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. talking with your feet? Yeah, exactly right. And your body, like you say, and speaking of that, um, your physical contribution has been really noticeable this season, um, been described as a uh, as a beast, I think it was, by Brenton Speed. Um, was this maybe a target that you set for yourself, or is there anything that you've added to your training regime um, to achieve that sort of beast status? Um, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I think, I think this year, you know, I've worked hard, but I think that's been a, a character of each of my seasons and I think I've just matured just physically this year we we, def, we definitely did have a, a regimented regime um, with the strength and conditioning coach Luca um, during the preseason and, and carried it through the season but um, yeah I, I wouldn't say it was exactly a goal of mine I think you know there's lots of aspects of my game that I've wanted to work on but I never really had that goal exactly, um, but I think yeah, it's just maturing into the kind of the kind of man and the kind of athlete you can be. Um, so yeah. So I think uh, until Ollie rudely interrupted you today, I saw an interview that said that you didn't play in the last city match, and uh, uh, Stage said that this was the first game that we were outplayed. I think was uh, your absence the reason for that? Uh no, I don't think so. I, I'm going to say no there because, um, you know, I don't think one man can uh, change a whole team. I think, I mean, I do my best every week to lift the team. Um, and obviously we did get the win um, early in the season when I was playing, but they were I think they were quite a different team at that stage of the season. They, were, they played very well against us. And um, I, I I think it was, it was a team performance that... Um, was probably not not the best we've done in our in our last match, but you know, I do I do think I can contribute to um, to doing a better performance this game. And um, yeah, we're we're just really psyched, obviously coming coming off a, a derby win and um, being second and the table being so tight behind us. It's it's um it's a big opportunity and um we're really you know proud to be where we are and looking forward to giving it to City. Speaking of uh, giving better performances, um, we've noticed quite a lot of the players uh, performing much better this season. Um, who do you rate as improving the most in the squad? Mm. Uh, I mean, I'd have to say Ruan Tonyuk probably because, I mean, he's had such a big presence this year, whereas last year, you know, probably some games he'd be on the bench, but he's really no question that he's in the squad week in, week out and one of the best performers each week. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot of strong performers everywhere on the park for us, but I think himself and obviously Matty Simons had a had a much better year this year than he did last year. You know, it's a renaissance for goals him. now. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So I think I'd say I'd say those two those two come to mind straight away for me. So just one outside of Mariners, uh, uh, I imagine you've got an eye on the upcoming Olympic Games and just wanted to know why you'll choose to play for Australia ahead of New Zealand. Uh, uh, that is actually <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> um, no, nah, well, I'll reverse the question and, and just figure out why I'll, Go I'll for play it. for New Zealand. <laughs> Go for it. Um, yeah, well, I mean... The opportunity arose arose to start playing for New Zealand, and my dad's from there. My brother lives over there, and I've got connections over there. And I moved to Wellington, and um, the opportunity arose to start playing for them. So I so I started representing them, and it's and it's something that I'm really proud about, and um, I'm really looking forward to going to the Olympics for them. It was a tongue in cheek question, but we did enjoy that um, yeah. that goal you scored for them. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Hopefully I can reproduce something like that. Yeah, can you do that this week, please? <laughs> <laughs> Not asking much. Yeah, look, I had, that, I had an opportunity against Brisbane to do that, but I just scuffed the shot a little bit, but um, no, We'll obviously. do better, please. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday will be fine. <laughs> it's coming, mate, it's coming. We did touch on it earlier as well. We saw the clip that um, the club posted of Ollie crushing your presser um, earlier in the week. You guys have really struck up a, a great partnership on the pitch. 
Um, tell us a bit more about your relationship off the pitch. Yeah, I think off the pitch, it's it kind of mirrors the on the pitch. He's he's definitely still a a leader to me, but um, he's a really good friend too. You know, he's he's um someone who's come in and I think he's he's a bit of a different personality to Simo in the dressing room. Simo has the same mentality that he does in the park often to to some of the young boys, which is you know like aggressive <laughs> um, and you know just the hard, hard style um, but whereas Ollie I think is much you know more welcoming to the to the younger boys and I mean obviously I would I wouldn't really consider myself such a young boy anymore but um, he's still definitely that kind of leader figure for me uh, off the park and um, just a really friendly guy do you, what do you find motivates you more, the, the harder stuff or the good cops, the bad cop, good cop situation? Do you find that pushes the team along and yourself? Yeah, interesting question. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but I know my dad was definitely a hard cop kind of guy. And, um, <laughs> Fair enough. I, think I can attribute a lot of uh, what's um, happened to me, the good things that have happened to me in football to his um, push, pushing of me, so... So I responded to that that hard cop style, but um, yeah, I, I definitely also respond to the the more good guy, good guy style. Has Stadge or any of the lads um, discussed the small possibility of City lifting the plate this weekend? I saw that on Twitter from City and uh, wondered if that would be a motivator for you and the team. No, we haven't discussed that. I didn't actually even know that. It's not even in my mind. <laughs> That's good. Make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy for you to stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the bout is out, isn't he, Naboo? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Naboo is out. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what do you think personally that we need to do differently from last time around to um to stop them lifting the plate this week? Definitely, definitely more energy. Um, I think looking from on the TV, unfortunately, last time. We looked a little bit lethargic. Uh, I think if we can take the energy we had in Brisbane and the fight we had in Newcastle um, and move the ball around and just play play quick football, quick tempo, press them high. And I think it's going to be about energy and mentality in in this game. Um, obviously, they're a very good footballing side, so um, we'll have to match that. Um, just finally, are you are you reading any new books since the last time we spoke? <laughs> I, I, I'm reading a couple, yeah, a couple. What's uh, um, what, what's on the menu? What's on the book menu this week? This week, I'm reading a book called Civilized to Death. Uh, it's about how, yeah, civilization may may have it may have been better as hunter gatherers, <laughs> chilling around the bush and um, that is. yeah, yeah, that it might have made us maybe disconnected us more and I don't know. It's quite a it's quite an out there book. Would you like to start a uh, book club section with us, a weekly uh, part of the podcast? <laughs> Makes note to self. I don't know self. if I have, have the time, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's all right. Gianni, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us this afternoon on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, mate. Um, pleasure having you on, and uh, good luck this Saturday, mate. Looking forward to seeing you go around. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank Thanks, you very Gianni. much. Thanks, Love mate. you too. Go well, mate. See you, mate. See you later. Bye. Bye. Turning this week to other Central Coast football-related news, of course, our uh, Mariners Academy in NPL 2 had a one-on draw with Bonnie Rig on Saturday evening. Uh, Jing Rig opened the scoring in the 36th minute, but it was cancelled out in the second half by David Vrankovic. Um, boys are sitting in, I think, sixth on the table at the moment in NPL 2. Need to finish top four to go up. We started good. Got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, we started good, but it. we've we've got to we've got to switch it back on now. The twenties com- uh, continued their good run of form. Two 0 win over Bonnie Rig there, Barbatano and Lachlan Bayless getting the uh, two goals for the boys there. Next game is this Sunday afternoon against Western Sydney Wanderers down at Western Sydney Football Park. One o'clock kickoff there. Uh, interesting time, but you know. Um, that one, I believe, is also a match of the round, so you can catch that live and exclusive to NPL.tv. Is that free? 
It is free to sign up, absolutely. Um, or you can uh, you can get the premium package, which I think is like fifty bucks a year or something like that. You get the full uh, no ads, ten eighty HD, whatever it is. Um, good times. Central Coast United, um, not good times, unfortunately, on that one going down four one to Inter Lions at the weekend. Um, but in better news, our youth boys um, secured a top finish, a uh, top six finish in the MPL twos. Uh, boys youth white competition um, so that means they will go to phase 2.1 uh, of the youth competition and a huge effort uh, by all involved there uh, of course they are uh, or the men's side the senior side are sitting sixth in NPL 3 and I think from memory it's top 8 going up this year so they're still on track for promotion to NPL 2 um, look Scenes I, I need the Mariners to go up because I really <laughs> want them to be in NPL 1 next season but have we just been gagging for that Central Coast stuff? <laughs> <laughs> kind of want to see it, but kind of don't. Yeah, I know. I'll be so gutted if we don't go up from MPL 2, but it is what it is. Um, Central Coast United's next game is at home this Saturday, 5 p.m. at Plume Park against Sydney University. Uh, get down there if you can. Always a great evening out at Plume. Bring your blankets. Oh, yeah. She's going to be brisk. Unfortunately, this is where we say farewell to Jimmy this evening. Um, as uh, yeah, he's got he's got to he's got to go home. Good evening. It has been a good evening. Yeah. Shall we shall we clap you off or clap oh, you off? Yeah, yeah I love yeah, this mixer. So. <laughs> Thank you. Well done, Jimmy. Great performance. I was looking for a like a wah 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 wah. Oh no, he's he's done well. He's done well. <laughs> Sad to see him leave us. Of course. Right, love you. Leave you. Bye. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. I love you. No homo. It is that time of the week where we answer your questions. Of course, thank you all so much for submitting your questions across the various socials. Uh, firstly, this week with Dave Bloom, of course, with a would you rather. It's a layman stolen one, apparently, but uh, apparently interesting nonetheless. Would you rather have one cu- one cap for your country of birth and an amazing goal scored in a World Cup game? Or would you rather have 100 caps for your country of birth but not be remembered for anything? It's got to be the one cap and the goal. That's like a, it's like a trivia question forever, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, you'd be remembered. Like in, yeah, yeah. Constantly coming up in conversation. Hey, remember that guy who got the one cap and scored that screamer in a World Cup? Yeah. Yes, when I could actually play the game, I played up front. And uh, so there's only one answer for that. And it's not seven years of consistency. It's... One moment. That's one moment. Want to know who else scored in a World Cup? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you're going to tell us. Marco Ureña. Oh, what? Scored at a World Cup. Absolutely. Um, Shout out to Lee Cooper's response on that question as well. No one wants to be Robbie Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is relevant to my interests. That's amazing. Quality. Um, Lee Cooper, actually, speaking of of Lee, has come in with a would you rather of of his own. Would you rather win the championship this year and have another seven years with no finals or have seven years with finals but never winning the title? Ouch. Damn, Lee. (laughs) That is actually really hard. That's tough. If I I think about... Like the grand final win in 2013 was one of the best days of my life, hands down. Yeah. But, but the I, last I, eight years have been pretty fucking tough. And tough. I think I think through that through that lived experience of going through what we've been through and seeing the effect that it has on the crowds and mm. the interest in the club in general, I would probably take, you know, seven years of straight finals appearances and getting knocked out. As long as the we win it in the first eighth. time or the second time, yeah, yeah, and then we can win it that eighth time. So, but, but didn't we do that early on, where we were always in the finals without ever actually getting the chockies, and yeah. that wasn't that had a different sort of a. I mean, it wasn't pain. great, but but we we had crowds, we had mm-hmm. consistency, True. some great away days, some, yeah, like like th- those are the years where you get those really good results, like we did on the weekend. I think you're if right. You have seven years of complete crap. Uh, you don't get that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think you're. I think you're right. Yep. It's a good question, though. That's one that of is, the best. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. That, that is tough. Well played, Lee. Yeah, very good. Uh, Bradley Prisk, uh, who is the biggest snake, Matt Miller or Ziggy Gordon? <laughs> that's that's an easy one for me. I'm going to jump straight on with uh, Zygmunt. <laughs> Ziggy is a python. Miller is like like a 
sort of like a rattlesnake. So not as big, but <laughs> still there. Roy is like a little green tree snake. <laughs> Sorry about that, Bradley. I added into the auto cue there, or Roy O'Donovan dash Aaron, because yes, I th- it's a trio of snakes, isn't it? Really, three mm. snakes. Not sure what that um, is known as, but a herd of snakes. I mean, who signs a contract <laughs> and then turns around a month or so later and signs for your biggest rivals, or not your biggest rivals, but you know, a club that is not very well liked amongst the supporter group? <laughs> you fucking dog. Anyway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're all longing for that moment later in the season when uh, Western Sydney don't make the finals and we do and we all get oh. to uh, enjoy those moments. Perhaps even uh, send the odd message to um, Zygmunt to, um, hello, Ziggy, how are you? Not sure if you saw results over the weekend, but uh, Ziggy's side didn't happen to go so well in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky champ. Uh, Johnny Needham, shout out to Johnny. Three points or three derby points is three derby points, but... Did the scum lift or do we have some issues that need serious attention? They definitely lifted. I think they spoke about it during the week prior in the lead up about, uh, yes, their season might be over, but they, you know, like any good rivalry, if you have the chance to ruin um, their season or potentially have an impact on it, you're 100% going to step up. And I think, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know if either team stepped up in terms of, the actual game, unless it was, I think, unless unless you sort of look at it as, like sort of you said before, Aaron, it was pretty scrappy. There was a few heavy challenges. It's, I, I think you're right in the sense that it had a bit of a derby feel to it, um, but there maybe maybe wasn't too much quality on display. Um, but I think they 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 definitely stepped up to the fight. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you look at that, like, those last fifteen or twenty minutes when it was just like a constant barrage, and we just had we just had to try and hold them out. Yeah, I'd say they stepped up definitely, and but I wouldn't uh, say that we we, we need a serious. Um, we've got serious issues to look at. I think that uh, the one thing I did like about what the boys uh, gave us was they delivered some passion there. They were throwing themselves at that defending, and uh, in the most in recent years that that game we would have gone down by a couple in that last ten minutes, um, and we didn't. And that was the sort of resilience that we haven't had in the past. And uh, so I think. That was the the way that our boys showed their derby passion. But, yeah, we've got some work to do. Put it that way. If we play like that against City, then uh, we won't be watching the coverage long. It leads into Radar's question on Twitter. It seems the boys are delivering a standard that's a little bit below what we saw earlier in this season. Are there any tweaks that can be made to the team that would get an instant positive result? Or are we hoping just to squeak through to finals? I think the instant instant positive result that is the easiest one to make but maybe not possible i'm not sure is putting dds back in the side that's the number one thing for me at the moment which probably 12 months ago i would have never said that with <laughs> he he was having no impact but i think we've we've all seen that he's lifted massively um this sort of for the first you know two-thirds of the season um and we've missed him hugely since he's had this it's it's a toe injury, toe injury. isn't it? So mm. it's sort of – it's a bit strange though because he was out and then he come back, didn't he? And yep. so did we Did we risk him coming back too early? Have we Have we made a bit of a mistake there? I'm not sure. Did we Did we recognise that we were really struggling without him in there creatively and we've maybe rushed him back and now we're, now we're paying for it? Probably a bit of both um, because, yeah, I think maybe we were talking about it in the car on the way home that um, who would have thought we'd be saying we're missing – Daniel De Silva. I mm. d- just never imagined that that would be the kind of player that he'd turned into for us this year. So so that was going to be my answer too, that um, we've got to get DDS back in the team somehow. So, Radar, if you're any good at foot massages, then feel free to <laughs> call up DDS and sort that out, buddy, because uh, we need that toe to be fixed and because, uh, yeah, that, that creativity. We have other options and uh, we've probably used those to the, to the extent we can. Um but, yeah, he has been a bigger player than I thought he was going to be and need him. I'll throw another one in there. What do we think of Niz maybe playing sort of more of a 10 role compared to what he has been? Because he was – he was was he wide – was he wide right on the weekend? I'm left with uh, left. Bauman right. 
Bowman was right. That mm. was a little change that mm. Stadge sort of. But I mean, they sort of do drift inside as as tens, um, as wide tens, I guess you yeah. could call it when when we're in possession. Because I guess we weren't really playing with a designated number ten, were we? Yeah, strictly speaking, no. Um, like I said, both Bowman and, and Nizzy could be yeah those wide tens because they drift yeah. inside and they stay wide in transition defensively. So yeah, so I, yeah. I mean, that's sort of been the, we, the system that we've played all year. Yeah. Do we? Yeah, because it's I don't know. For me at the moment, we're just missing ZDS so much and his mm. work rate defensively and attackingly, and we're just missing that little bit of flair. And I mean, I don't know. Can Can Niz or Bowman? Give that as a designated number 10, whereas I feel like DDS floats. He's sort of like a number 10, but he floats sort of mm. everywhere. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's sort of a bit For hard me, to explain, but yeah, I, I, we're just... No, big time. You saw it earlier in the yeah. season as well when we were starting Niz and, and De Silva, and they were both switching wings. They were both um, floating around all over the shop, and it was yeah. creating havoc. I feel like without him, we've become more rigid, I guess, and yeah, maybe a little Richard's bit more good word, predictable yeah. in, in in doing so. So the sooner we have him back, the better. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it's uh, no disrespect to the two other guys we've just named, but it's those little moments of quality that DDS was bringing. You know, once upon a time I hated this idea that he would do circle work at a moment when I wanted us to go quickly or he would go <laughs> quickly at a moment when I wanted him to do circle work. But now he's picking those moments well. He's got goals in him which um, haven't been able to come as easily for the likes of Niz and Bauman. Um, so it's, th- it's those moments of quality that he undoubtedly always had but somehow didn't have the sort of tenacity in the game to deliver those uh, in the way that he has this year. So it's for me it's uh, his ability to either pick out a pass in a moment that's crucial or not make the pass and go himself and put one away. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he's a really big miss, a much much bigger miss than um, than we might even think. Like we, we really need him if we're going to be a force in the finals. And coming to uh, to Paul Hart, shout out to Paul, hope you're well. Um, Paul says, I think it's extremely concerning to consider that we may be without a few of our best players come finals time uh, with Socceroos selections coming up. How do we fill a void potentially left by players like Oli and Beerus? These guys are absolutely irreplaceable and this would stick a dagger into our finals aspirations. Thoughts? Yeah, totally agree. Um, from our point of view, those two players in particular, maybe even DDS if he um, is considered mm. fit and um, is going as well as I've just been talking him up. Um, but uh, against that is that well, I'm hopeful that some of the other teams are also going to suffer, perhaps more so than we. Um, you know, what a City look like without maybe Curtis Good and Jamie McLaren? Um, that's the kind of thing. So I think even Connor Metcalf was being thrown around yeah. the yep. other night. And he's had a very good season. Yep. Um, so to me, there's a f- and uh, Perth as well. Um, is Economides back in the mix? Uh, could well be. Uh, yeah, I just I, I think that it will be even. But I dislike, as I think Paul's alluding to, there the kind of lottery that we're turning it into by sort of changing significantly uh, teams around the league. Um, does this all come back to the fact that we've never had an international break? I know it's a bit – it's hard with everything that's sort of going on. <laughs> but, you know, if the, if the A-League is important, do we is – it, is it important enough to reschedule, which like it won't happen now, but in theory, is it important enough to reschedule and move games around the Socceroos if we're missing our best players in the finals. We absolutely should have an international break. It's 100% we, we should. Don't. I just it's, hated it's it. the top professional sporting league. It's the only um, professional football league in Australia. And it's mm. absolutely beyond me why we don't. We must be one of the only leagues in the world that doesn't have an international break. Mm. Like the only top level league that mm-hmm. doesn't have one. We've never had one. And it's it's... It's mental. Yeah, it's a, 100%. It. I, I, I'm sure there's some illogical explanation for it, but, d- d- I d- yeah, got nothing. Wah, 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 wah. Fox. Well, it's, yeah. I, 100%. That's a new fox. <laughs> well, it, it is the shame of it really, isn't it, that that's what's in control, especially when they, you know, down-priced us mm. um, and um, – yeah, now they just want to get it wrapped and packed and done by the 30th of June so that they can say, see you later and probably strip all our content back off KO again. Yeah, probably. 
Yeah. Anyway, here's what it is. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Finally, before we uh, wrap this and pack this for this evening's episode of the Coast Football Ramble, of course, we look ahead to Saturday's clash against Melbourne City. Down in Melbourne, it is uh, the primetime slot as well. I think it's a 10 past 7 or 5 past 7 kickoff this one. Um, of course, looking for... Um, I hate this word. Looking for revenge after last time. Down revenge! <laughs> um, of course, we have beaten them already once this season. Um, it's one apiece, really, isn't it? What do you guys think we can get out of this one? Well, there is some crazy stat that um, is now no more, isn't it? That prior to a few weeks ago, or probably two weeks ago, whenever Andrew Naboo hadn't played uh, for City, they had not won. And then every game he had played, that they had won. Huh. But they've now broken that, so we don't have that in our favour. Damn it. Um, they've, they're, still, they're still a very scary freight train that uh, if we, like you said before, Moz, if we play like we did... Uh, on the weekend against them, we're going to be duly punished. Um, but this is one of those games where, in the context of the season, obviously three points would be amazing. But how how realistic is that? So I don't I don't think Stage will do this, and he won't sort of put that mindset into the players. But I'd be happy with a very much a defensive park the bus <laughs> scraper point type performance when you look at the table because, I mean, the table's insane at the moment. You've got Western United on 28 points in 10th and we're on we're obviously in second on 36. Yeah. Everybody's nearly played 22 games. Brisbane has, has a game in hand. Perth have a game in hand. You're on the same amount of points as Western. There's still 12 points to pick up for most teams and 15 for the others. So it's it's um, it's – Scary times. Just want to go back to that stat about Andrew Naboo because he did play in the 4-1 victory over Adelaide United, but that was a game he got injured. Mm. So technically, they still haven't won a game where he hasn't played because they drew against Wellington last week. They didn't win. So the stat's in our favour. So the stat is still there. Okay. Yeah, oh, there it's, it's coming up. It's That's fucking, a technicality. It's coming up. It's coming I enjoyed. Up. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. Well yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything's coming up, Mariners. I'm a little bit scared of the tap-in merchant, and um, I'm also, um, you know, I guess on the other side of that, I think that we were, when we played City down there, we were probably at a point in our season where we were suffering the loss of Gianni a bit. And we'll have him back, and not only will we have him back, but we'll have him back having a couple of weeks of form under his belt. So I'm hopeful that we'll, uh, it'll feel like we're a bit more dominating in the centre of the park, and it might free up Ollie a bit to uh, have a bit more influence in you know how we go forward. Surely defensively we won't be as vulnerable. I hope that, yeah. Because we had, um, can't Pete help me out here. Uh, What's his name? Staff for us when we played them down Maxie there. Maxie Ballard. Thank you. Yeah. And all respect to Maxie, who I think is a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was 100% thrown to the wolves that night <laughs> and maybe struggled in the first half and was probably at fault for one of the goals maybe. Mm. Um, not really directly, but um, I think now, like you said, Moz, I think with Johnny with a couple of games sort of in him, uh, a couple of good games in him since he's been back, surely I think – Defensively, will be a bit more sound than what we were. And with Ruan and, and Kai, the way they've been playing as well, yeah. those two have been absolutely sensational yeah. at the back. And so, I, again, it's going to be creatively where we're going to yeah, struggle. I, I really hope, though, that that gives uh, Ollie a bit of an opportunity to spend a little bit less time dwelling on uh, keeping them out and a little bit more time on how we're looking going forward. Um, just maybe, have we seen a squad yet? Just maybe DDS's toe, come on radar, massage away, mate. Um, <laughs> DDS's toe could be okay. And, you know, I feel like uh, that's the team we were the night that we beat them at home. And uh, the feel of that, there was always a feel that we might lose the game in Melbourne. They were outplaying us, as Stadge rightly admitted after the game. But I don't think that was the case up here. And I don't know exactly what their personnel differences were. But in our case, I felt like that was a was as good a team as we might field and that actually allowed Alou to come on and, and really have an impact on the game. So so I'm hopeful that that's the sort of feel of it again and that uh, that'll give us a shot in the game. But like you, uh, Luke, if we get out of it with a draw, I don't think we're catching City for the plate. I'd like to destroy them getting it on the night. That mm. would be good, mm-hmm. uh, even if it doesn't motivate the players. Um, and uh, But, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, a point I'd be okay with that. Yep. 
absolutely. No, 100% agree. I would also take a point. Uh, do we want to do score predictions or? Ooh. Mm, I'm scared. <laughs> well, we've gone two games in a row without conceding a goal. That's a positive. Um, I don't know. I, I just it's it's tough for me to see us scoring against them with what we showed on the weekend. And you know we couldn't put it away against Brisbane with all the chances we had. Do we have fifteen shots or something against? No, that was Newcastle. We had slightly less than that shots against Newcastle. Uh, still couldn't find the back of the net besides a penalty. So we're we're just struggling to put the ball in the back of the net at the moment. Um, and against them. Uh, I can't see that being any easier. So I, I will go for my hopeful super defensive scrappy nil-nil. <laughs> Oof, that is scrappy defensive. Now I'm going to go with um, that we're going to look like a much tighter side and we're going to make them feel like there's a bit more pressure um, than in the past. And Marco Aranya is going to jag something in the first half and after that we're going to play Helder Skelter <laughs> and Gianni is going to be like a, a bus parked in front of the tap-in merchant and there'll be no tap-ins. You call them one nil Mariners. One nil Mariners. One nil to the good guys. I'm saying one all. I'm sitting on the fence. Um, <laughs> I agree. Arena, anytime goal scorer, uh, but tapping merchant always scores against us. So. Stop it. I know. I hate it, but it is. Uh, this is the way. So, yep, it is what it is. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. It's bad, but it's real. It's fucked. That'll just about do us this week. I think uh, on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, fellas, it has been an absolute pleasure with you in the pod cave once again uh, here at the, well, it's not really the sweat box of excellence because it's cold outside today, so I appreciate the warmth. True. I normally don't enjoy this room, but today was okay. Yeah, no, it's good. Apologies for the scratchy voices again, <laughs> but worth it for what happened on uh, what happened on the weekend. Yeah. So. Of course, one final shout out to everyone who was there as well and everyone who got amongst it and made it the night that it was uh, because it was absolutely bloody sensational. If you missed out, where the bloody hell were you? And if you were there, you were amazing. You were right, Pete. Every (laughs) single one of you was amazing. So, (laughs) Uh, Thanks for the sneeze, Luke. Um, Sorry. (laughs) It went in his elbow, I think. It's all right. It's all right. We can't get COVID. COVID safe. Can't get COVID. We're sitting down. That's right. uh, What a good way to wrap (laughs) it. Beautiful. Thank you all so much for tuning in once again. And... uh, We'll see you next time. Love ya. See ya. Bye. I thought the hands of time would change me. And I'll be all with this by now. Yeah. It's been too long since we got crazy. I'm lucky spinning out. I'm counting down till Friday. Come. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do too much. No, I'm all in my bag. That's clutch. Saturday, Sunday, what? It's not as fun, but it's more hygienic. Good, good call. Good call. Um, title of my sex tape, it's not as fun, but it's more hygienic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we record that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>